You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship for Saturday, May the 25th, 2019. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Dr. Millicent Black. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Again, good afternoon. Welcome to our Saturday evening worship service. Remember that refuge from the ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose, and this church was planted just for you, PIs, in North America and around the world. 
And as we come together today, each one of us brings our joys, our hopes, our burdens of the week. We bring our, our prayers. We bring our voices, our offerings, and even our questions. We bring our faith, whether it's tattered or whole as it may be. We bring all this by whom we worship today and as we serve each other. So we don't take it for granted that you took some time out of your Saturday evening to be with us. We appreciate it, and you are appreciated. So on behalf of the, uh, Pastor Black, welcome, and please come again next Saturday. Today our serving team will consist of Reverend Black and Minister Pam Williams will deliver our preach word today. Elder Carolyn Cunningham serves as our capable and loyal worship leader. Today, our invitation to giving will be extended by Elder Carolyn. Carolina Thompson serves as our talk show manager, and Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey serves as our assistant talk show manager. Take us to the throne of grace for altar prayer. And Elder Carolyn will lead us in our invitation to discipleship in response to the preach word. Let me remind you of our upcoming gatherings for the week. Uh, just to ask you to please remember all of those active duty military uh, people those who have passed away, whether they are TIs or not, in their dutiful service to this country. This coming Wednesday night, on May the 29th, we will continue with our small group Bible study. And our subject is called to be transformed. And that's taken from Romans, the 12th chapter, the 1st through the 8th. That subject, again, is called to be transformed. Uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, the 1st through the 8th verses. Time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. May I ask someone to please mute? Thank you. I'd like to announce that Pastor has a plan for a new small group Bible it's a new 16 weeks that will begin Wednesday, uh, June the 5th. The title of the study is Possessing the Gates of the Enemy, and the author of the, of the book that we will use is Cindy Jacobs. So please join us starting Wednesday, June the 5th for our 16-week small group Bible study, Possessing the Gates of the Enemy. Pastor would also like to invite you to join us on Wednesday, excuse me, on weekday early mornings for our prayer call. That's on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. The scheduled start time is 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. And remember our, our new Sunday morning prayer team ministry call led by Minister Juanita Purdy uh, will be again this coming Sunday morning. Our scheduled start time is 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. 
Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. And don't forget to continue to check out our new website under the capable hands of Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey. And on the site, you can find a place to submit your prayer request, an event calendar, a devotional, and we have our new online giving option. We also have, you can download a mobile app to also assist you in giving. This coming Monday, the 27th, uh, we're inviting all church members to attend our regularly scheduled ministry team meetings. And our scheduled start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. That's our ministry team meeting this coming Monday evening. And then on Tuesday, May the 28th, we'll have our Emotional Health and Wellness Support Group call. And we have our invited guest, Minister Pam Williams, who will be our facilitator. And I, I believe Pastor will speak a little bit more on that later. So mark your calendars Tuesday, May the 28th. That's our Emotional Health and Wellness call. And all of these events, of course, are in the newsletter and on the website. So please check one or either if you forget the times and, and the dates. Our monthly uh, prayer focus as we close out the month of uh, May is financial blessings and abundance. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So as we walk with God, we seek to be blessed. We ask to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. So we're praying for abundance and prosperity spiritually, uh, health-wise, financially, for our families, friends, our circle of influence, and for TIs all over the world. Remember to send your weekly prayer requests. Either you can submit those on the website online or you can send those to prayer at refugefromthestormchurch.org. Prayer at refugefromthestormchurch.org. Org. Again, or you can submit them through the website. So thank you in advance for muting your phones. Please always remember to mute your phones to maintain the reverence of the service and to respect the person that's speaking at the time. But please don't be bound. If you would like to stand in agreement with the preacher or a prayer, Please unmute your phones and say amen if you're led by the Holy Spirit. And then once you've done that with that, please mute your phones again. But please don't be bound by that. And we do want to remind you that we are in a worship service. So please, um, if you have any questions for the pastor or the speaker, please um, uh, hold those to after the benediction. But uh, again, if you want to say amen or hallelujah in agreement, Please do that, but then go back to muting your phones. So um, thank you again for uh, your diligence and coming and paying attention to the announcements. And now we invite the Holy Spirit to come and flow among us as we, our hearts and our minds are cleared 
and we uh, brush away all the distractions of the day, all the troubles of the day, so that we can serve the Lord and worship him in beauty and holiness. So again, thank you for your attention. After uh, a recorded song, Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the rest of the service. So please be blessed today in the worship service.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Gloria, and welcome, everyone. And Sister Helena and Sister Cheryl, if we have any more interference like that, would you mind muting everyone except the speaker, please? Thank you. The first scripture selected today is taken from Psalm 22, verses 16 through 21. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword. My precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. The second scripture today is taken is Psalm 46 in its entirety. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just as the break, at the break of dawn, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let us pray. O Heavenly Father, we praise and worship you as the one and only true God. Regardless of all that has befallen us and all that we go through, thank you your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your abundance. Our joy comes from you and through you, Lord. Lift us from this earthly suffering, dear Lord, into the cradle of your loving and waiting arms. Hold us and never let us go. Show us how to find joy in you, even in the tiniest of your creations. Let us not be deterred or crestfallen by the disappointments and cruelty of our earthly existence. Lord, remind us that we are spiritual and physical beings that you made. When we suffer, elevate us to the spiritual realm through the power of the Holy Spirit beyond our earthly circumstances. Help us to allow you to love us beyond what we see and hear. Keep us in your perfect peace. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen, amen, and amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer to be offered by Sister Helena.
Come on, give it to him. Amen, amen. Our precious Heavenly Father, we just come before you today and give you praise, honor, and glory. And thank you for bringing us through this past week so that we can gather together to worship you again today. Thank you, Father, for placing the message in Pastor Millicent's spirit last week to praise you even when we're down. With a spirit of heaviness, Father, you tell us to praise you. So we offer up our praise to you this day again. And we thank you for the ability that you've given us to gather in such a unique way that we're in all different parts of the world and yet we gather as one in unity to praise you, give you honor and glory. Thank you, Father, that you did sacrifice your life for us. Without you, we are helpless, we are hopeless. We praise you, Father, for the hills and the valleys of our lives, that you don't abandon us, And the storms that we walk through in the valleys, you are with us. And we praise you for that, Father God. We can't make it without you, Father. We lean on you today and every day. We depend on you for our very breath. We praise you today. Father, for the roofs over our heads and pray for those that don't have one. Pray for the homeless today that you'll find them shelter. And we praise you in advance for the answered prayers. We praise you, Father, for the food that we eat and ask you to take care of those who are in lack and in need that you will send someone to them Oh, help to feed them, to clothe them, give them shelter, Father. Praise you, Father, for the prisoners that we hear that have been released from prisons for your name's sake. And yet we pray for others that are still in prisons in their lives to you and will not back down and are willing to go to prison because they love you that much. Father, we pray for Melinda today and praise you, Father God, that we know that prayer works because we've been praying for her for such a long time that you would make a move and reunite her with her daughter, with her child. And we pray, Father, that this child will remember her mother's voice when she was still in the womb. And that the bonding will be more than even Melinda expected. And this relationship will continue to grow for the lifespan that you have made ready for them. Pray today, Father, for Reverend Jones. Wherever he is right now, Father, that he may feel and sense the presence of your Holy Spirit that you are there with him, that you are mending and repairing every cell, every muscle, every tissue, everything that 
is not of you. We pray that you will bring order into this body, Father, and you will help him to stand again strong and be a blessing as he has been to us when he has come to bless us and those that he does when he's without us, Father. We thank you for giving us such a Oh, awesome mentor, Father, that every time he does come, we are just filled with knowledge and and our spirits are so lifted up because you've imparted such wisdom in him. Today we pray, Father, for the veterans and that you will touch each and every one wherever they are around the world. Those that are in the military, Father, I pray that you would send your hedge of protection to protect them wherever they are, to give them wisdom, discernment of your will, and what to do, what not to do in the face of the enemy. Father, our God, we pray for those that are mourning this weekend, Father, for those that have been lost in war. Those that go way back, Father, not just the present ones, but those that still have loved ones that are alive for those in wars and years gone by. Father God, we pray that you will give them peace, that you will comfort their spirits, that you would give them a kind of joy in their hearts for those that know you and knew you. Father, allow those that are grieving today to remember that they will see them once again in due time, in your time, Father. Because we know that your time is not ours, and ours is not yours. Pray for all of the TIs around the world today and everyone on the call this day. We pray for your strength to abide in us, your wisdom, your discernment. Help us to walk through the storms that we face each and every day at the hands of those that hurt us, Father. I just pray, Father, and I praise you in advance that you will put an end to this before long. Your people are crying out. We need your help, Father. There are so many on this call, and those that didn't make it on the call, those around the world that yet don't even know you, Father, send them someone who does know you to help them to reach out to you when they don't know what else to do. Father, sometimes it's hard to praise when we're in the midst of our storms. Lord, whenever we do, you give us the joy and the strength to continue. So help us to remember that when we're in our lowest points, when we think we can't face another day, with this pain and suffering that we go through. Find us praise. Lift you up, Father, to make you the focus of our lives. And we pray for our stalkers, Father, today. We know that they listen to our prayers. Help us to read our Bibles out loud so that they can hear your word, Father God. Help us to pray out loud so they can hear our prayers. And we pray 
that your Holy Spirit will minister to them, draw them to you and away from the evil that they do at the hands of the enemy, Father God. Thank you, Father, that with you all things are possible, and we look to you to make what seems impossible possible today, Father. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We ask you to touch Pastor Millicent today as she sits and listens to the message that you will bless her mightily, Father God. You will put a joy in her spirit and lift up any heaviness that she may be carrying this day, Father, because she has so much on her shoulders in caring for us, for her family, for others that she ministers to on a daily basis. Father, give her the strength, the endurance, the wisdom, and your discernment, Father, to help those of us that call on her when we don't know what to do. And she's always willing to help us, Father. Return back to her a hundredfold all that she gives to us and to others, we pray. We ask you to fill Pastor Minister Pamela today with your Holy Spirit. Father, that every word that proceeds from her mouth will be not the words maybe that she even planned, Father, but they will come by your Holy Spirit. They will reach out to each one of us that are listening and move our spirits, Father, closer to you. We thank you for Minister Pamela and her husband, Terrence. We thank you for the songs that Minister Terrence sings for us. Thank you for praising you, Father, for blessing him with such a precious voice, Father, that we are always lifted up when he sings. And we thank you for their willingness to come to minister to us. So bless them today as they bless us. And we thank you in advance for all that you're about to do in the service today. In your precious and holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Lena, for your fervent pleas to our Heavenly Father. Now, to all listeners, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community in that we have financial needs to accomplish our goals. So for those listeners who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations. As well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, please contact either the pastor, Reverend Millicent, by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or Sister Gloria our Administrative Assistant at RefugeFromStorm 
at AOL.com. Or the third way you can make a contribution is by going to our website at refugefromthestorm.org. Thank you. Now, in preparation for the message which Minister Pam will deliver today, let us listen to a praise and worship song. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dreaming dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, it was up to me to make a name. Jesus is the only name to remember.
don't care if they remember me Only Jesus Amen. Minister Pam, are you with us? Okay, I'm here. Can someone hear me? Yes. Okay, I, I think you had me muted. I tried. I kept unmuting my phone, but you couldn't still hear me. So good evening, everybody, and it is a wonderful evening to be here, to be together in the Lord. And my husband's here, Terrence, and today is a gorgeous day here in Atlanta. It's really beautiful. And because it's Memorial Day weekend, I wanted to talk a little bit about leaving a legacy. That song talks about leaving a legacy, and the author was saying that he didn't want to leave a legacy. He just wanted people to remember Jesus. And I think ultimately that should be everybody's legacy because when we do the things that he wants us to do, it is remembering him. He said, whatever you do to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me, and that he lives through us. In, in him we live and move and have our being. So when we are leaving a legacy as a Christian, we are pointing people to him with our lives, with the things we say, with the things we do, um, with our service. And that's one of the things that um, will endure after we're gone. And I fully believe and I'm expecting and hoping and have a feeling due to the prophetic calendar that we may all be raptured with the coming of the Lord. But it's not guaranteed, But because, of course, no one knows the day or the hour. So we can live expecting to either go with him in the rapture or die of, or in an earthly way and, and go to heaven that way. But either way, we're going to be with Christ. So if we go in the rapture, there will be people left behind and we'll leave a legacy for them. And if we die just in a normal way, we'll leave some type of a legacy behind at that, in that way as well. So um, everyone does leave a legacy, whether you try to do it or not. Because when you say things, when you do things, when we minister, um, Dr. Black has wonderfully put this ministry together and everybody will know, and even right now, she's known for that. And it's something that has pointed people to the Lord. And when we have ministry, but even if we're in, not in a, an official ministry capacity, we can still leave a legacy, and we should do that. So I put together sort of three points that I think would be a good way to leave a legacy. The first, in Christ, because we have to, I always have to say it in Christ, because there's no need in leaving a legacy like as a movie star or some famous athlete or somebody like that, if nobody, if that life and the greatness or the thing that people remember does not remind anybody of Christ or does not point anybody to Christ. So I'm saying a legacy that points people to Christ. So that's really what the qualifier is because to me there's 
there is no other legacy. Uh, fame, fortune, uh, awards, and all kinds of other things, accolades on the earth, if they don't point to the Christ, they're not a true legacy that, that's lasting. Like you said, there's only certain things that last. So the first one is encouraging others um, towards greatness. In Hebrews 10:24, it says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner, manner of some is, but exhorting and encouraging one another so much more as we see the day approaching. And, of course, we know the day means the day of the return of the Lord. And we are all looking forward to that. And I, I, at least I am and my husband. I know that most people that are Christians would look forward to that day. The second scripture is Paul says to Timothy, because he did a lot of encouraging like we're supposed to do. He said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 and 2, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So he's saying, I'm not only teaching you, Timothy, but I want you to take the things that you heard me say during my own ministry to others and, and many witnesses and give it to others so that they can also teach. So one of the good things about a legacy is that you pass on to somebody else the zeal, the, the desire, and some tools even to continue to minister the gospel. And he, the next, uh, he also says, 2 Timothy 4 and uh, 1, Paul said to Timothy, and I believe he was talking to Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, by his appearing, appearing and kingdom, preach the word and be ready in season and out of season to reprove, root, exhort, and with complete patience. Teaching, so he was telling him to minister to other people, encourage other people, teach other people. And when I was thinking about how to encourage people, I thought of this little story. And if you you may have heard this, you may not have. It's called a tale of two frogs. Has anybody ever heard heard this story? If you have, just say yes. Everybody's making noise. Okay. Dr. Black? Something's going on right now. Is everything okay? I don't know. Hello? What happened? Yes. Everyone, please mute their phones, please. Are we okay? You can. I'll keep going. Okay, so we're good. Are we we okay now? Yes. So... I was talking about encouraging people, which is one of the things that you should do to leave a legacy. And I brought up a story called A Tale of Two Frogs, and I, I asked if anybody had heard it, but I don't, I don't want you to answer now, so I'll just go ahead and tell that. It's a very uh, story about encouraging people. But here it is. A group of frogs was traveling through the woods, and two of them fell into a deep pit. 
When the other frogs saw how deep the pit was, they told the two frogs that they were as good as dead. The two frogs ignored them, ignored the comments, and tried to jump out of the pit with all of their might. The other frogs around the edge of the pit kept telling them, stop, that they were as good as dead. And finally, one of the frogs took heed to what the other frogs were saying, and he just gave up because they told him to, and he just fell down and died. The other frog, he continued to jump as hard as he could. And once again, the frogs on the side kept telling him to stop, just stop and just lay down and die. Don't try any harder. You just need to just, just give up. He jumped even harder, and they kept telling him, stop. They kept getting more excited and saying, don't try to do this. It's too hard. You're not going to get out. Stop. They kept yelling louder and louder. And the louder they yelled for him to stop, the more he kept jumping harder and harder and harder. And finally, he jumped so hard, he got out of the pit. Then, they came, then when, when he got out, they said, well, what happened? We, we, were, we were so sorry for you. So we were telling you to just stop jumping and just lay down and die. And he, said, and he told them in language because he said he did not think that they were telling him to die. He, he was deaf, so he couldn't hear what they were saying. And he said, I thought you were encouraging me harder and harder the whole time, so that encouraged me to jump on out. See what the difference is? Because he thought they were encouraging him. He jumped out because he couldn't hear them, them saying to, to stop. The moral of this is that it is life and death in the power of the tongue. An encouraging word to someone who is down can lift them and help them make it through. So be careful what you say to others. Always speak life. And that's one of the things that we should leave, leave as a legacy. This little frog, that little frog, because everybody he thought they were cheering for him to make it out of that pit, he was able to jump out. But the other one heard them say not to do it, and he just didn't do it. And so... We need to be the people who tell the person, you can do it, you can jump out, you can make it, you can make it through. You know, there's plenty of people that will tell you, oh, it'll never work, don't work, you know, I mean, it's, forget it, it's, you, don't, you don't have a chance. But there's always other people that will tell you to be encouraged, and we want to be the encouragers. The Bible calls them exhorters. And so um, another really, really good way to encourage people is to witness to unbelievers. So not only do we encourage people in Christ, but people that don't know the Lord, I, don't, I can't think of a better way of encouragement than to tell somebody about their heavenly home, about our Savior that loves them, and about the opportunity they have to receive Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior, something we have, and it's worth more than money, and we need to share that. The second legacy, thing of legacy or way of leaving a legacy is to demonstrate joy in the midst of difficulty. Now, we all know how much difficulty we are in, not only just your average difficulty that an average human being goes through on earth, but some extra measures of things that targeted persons go through that everybody doesn't understand. And I've said this so many times that I do not even understand all the different ways that people suffer, that people are persecuted. I just don't know. But I know that they're true. And one thing for me, and that, that I hope that we all can do this for others, you don't have to understand every single thing that goes on in somebody, either in somebody's life or that somebody tells you that's happening to them. Because as human beings, there's no way on this earth that we could know everything that's possible. Because just because we can think something is possible or not possible in this natural realm, that doesn't mean, I mean, there's people that if they came to this earth now that lived hundreds of years ago, they would say stuff that we do right now is impossible. 
How can you talk to somebody on the other side of the earth? You know, how can you, you know, uh, look up something in a minute and find all the, the literature and history in, in two seconds by making a click? So just because we don't understand something, just because we might not even go through a certain thing, and just because we can't understand how it's happening, and why would something like this, why would somebody do this or that or t- to a certain person? It 100% does not mean that it's not happening. It just means that the God has not given us that particular um, understanding to know a certain thing. We know stuff that other believers don't know. We know that we're going to heaven. We know what heaven is like. We know that God is real. We know um, that we know the virgin birth is real. We know and believe things that other people think are impossible or just couldn't be true because they're only looking at it through a natural eye. So living our lives in the midst of difficulty and empathizing with those that are going through things that we can possibly not understand, but just knowing that they're in pain and that we don't understand, but we know it's real. And it doesn't have to be real to you to be real to them. And that's the one thing that I just hope we can understand as a human, not as Christians, but as human beings. That's called empathy. That's called walking a mile in somebody else's shoes, whether you understand what they're going through or not. And we we have to do that. There's a scripture that says that um, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, that's James 1 and verse 2, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience and perseverance. And then 1 Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you also rejoice and be glad in, when it, his glory is, is revealed. And then, and then um, gosh, I forgot where I took this from. Oh, it's in the Beatitudes. Um, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those when they revile, persecute, and say all kind of evil against you falsely for my sake. And we know how that is. Well, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Luke 6.22 says, Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, when they revile you, and they cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner they, they, their fathers did to the prophets, they mean their ancestors. So we know that people suffer today, people have suffered in times past in, 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 in the modern history, and people have suffered in ancient history. There's always been suffering, and I believe there's always been a specific kind of suffering that has been aimed and reserved for Christians because Satan has done these things because we belong and we are beloved and we are adored by God. And since he cannot fight God and never could, he tries to take out a lot of um, vile activity against us daily in our uh, living, in, in our workplaces, in public, in places like that. Things go on that Satan is behind, but there is absolutely a human element in a lot of this stuff. And it's, it's a human element that is well-managed and well-organized. And um, But the good part about it is, even though they may think that they are on, in control, God is always in control. God sees them. And I, I like to say to people, God watches the watchers. So people are watching. They may be watching us. They may be listening to us. But God is watching and listening to them, and he's still in control of them. He's still in control. He's, he's, he's never been off the throne and never will be. So we can encourage others and leave a legacy to show that look at all this person went through. Look at all they endured. Look at all they suffered. 
look at all the things that they've um, had to um, continue to have push through and, and do their work. And Dr. Black, I mean, she's, she's in pain in her body a lot of days, and yet she's doing this ministry to encourage other people. And I heard somebody say one time that what's the best way to, when you're going through a trial and tribulation, serve because it takes your mind off of you and on others. And she's doing that just remarkably and beautifully. And I, I take a lesson from it because I, I often sit there and say, oh, why is this going on? Why is that going on in my life? And then I, I have to stop and think. Other people are going through worse, and they're, yet they're still serving. And so we can – that is a legacy in itself, that when people have to endure uh, – I like, I like a uh, – Line out of Macbeth in the call, he says he's going through outrageous fortune or horrible circumstances. When we go through those kinds of things and we can still reach out to others, there's a lady in our nursing home, I think I, think I told you about her. She's in pain a lot of times, but she, gets, she comes and she wheels herself down to that room where we have our ministry every Sunday and plays the piano. And she's most of the time in pain. And so but she wheels herself down there, she plays the piano. She um, loves the other people. She's a leader over there as far as the people that live there. She um, continues to, to witness. She's um, just a faithful woman of God, somebody that, got, that loves God. And I, I'm, a, I, I'm always surprised and astonished at the people that, that live there. So that's a legacy because she, when she goes home, and she will, because um, she's kind of frail now, I, that is one thing I want to say, that she pushed her way through pain, legacy of showing joy in the midst of uh, difficulty. That's number two. And number three, looking towards our heavenly home. You know, I've talked a lot about the return of the Lord, about um, how, how are we supposed to live now because we know the Lord is coming. Well, we're supposed to do two things like you do when somebody's going to come and visit you. You clean up your house, and you start preparing wonderful things for them to enjoy while they're there. And I think that's the same thing here. We're waiting for the Lord to come. There's a scripture in Matthew that talks about the ten virgins that were waiting for the return of the bridegroom, and five were wise and five were foolish. The five that were wise, they went and got oil. They had extra oil. They had things prepared so that when the Lord came, that they'd be ready to go with him. They had their lamps lit. There were five foolish, and they probably were on the Internet, or they were so busy at work, they had a huge project to do, or they had to take their kid to soccer, or they had to do a lot of worldly things. And, I mean, these are things that we should do, of course. We should go to work, and we should do our projects and take our kids to soccer. But we should not do any of those at the exclusion of, pointing our way to the Lord, getting our mind toward the Lord, reminding ourselves of the Lord when we say looking for a heavenly home. And the other thing I wanted to mention, even in looking for the Lord, is just encouraging others and ourselves. I forgot to say that when I said encouraging others. We have to encourage ourselves as well because sometimes there will be people around to encourage us, but sometimes there won't. And sometimes you just got to find a way to just get back in the presence of God. And the best way for me to do that, and I'm not even a singer. You guys know I'm not. Terrence is. But I'm just a regular voiced person. I don't, I'm not gifted with a voice like that. But I start singing songs of praise. I sing a song called, I just made it up or maybe I didn't. Maybe I heard it somewhere and thought I made it up. But anyway, I sing a song like this. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Because Jesus lives. I know Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And then I make up other verses. I say, he came to earth. 
to save the lost. Then he gave his life on the cross. Or I'll just make up little rhymes. And what I do when I'm doing that is I am encouraging myself so that the spirit of heaviness, which is a demonic spirit, that it leaves. Because at the name of Jesus, the Bible says every knee in heaven and earth and under the earth has to bow. The spirit of heaven is, is a spirit, and it has to bow at the name of Jesus. And so even if you sing a little song like that, I pray in tongues. I'll start. The Bible says that if you don't even know how you should pray, the Holy Spirit gives utterance, and it prays a perfect prayer. So I pray in tongues a lot of times, like I'm, I'm, maybe I'm discouraged, or maybe I'm not. Maybe if I just can't think of what I'm supposed to pray that day, I'll just start praying in tongues. Sometimes if I'm doing things, when I, especially when I wasn't working before, when I would clean up around the house, I would pray in tongues the whole time I was cleaning up. But, and the Bible tells you that you should pray for interpretation, so I would do that as well. I'd pray for interpretation. Before I started praying in tongues, I would um, devote, I would make a confession, Lord, I'm saying this prayer. You know what it is because the Holy, when you pray in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit that gives utterance to your, your words and it's praying a heavy, in the heavenly language that only God understands. Satan can't understand it, and he, he, that's, he really despises because he likes to undermine us and trip us up and, and intercept us. But that he cannot do. He, when you're praying in tongues, it's, it's the Holy Ghost just praying right there. So I do that, and that's another way of preparing ourselves for the return of the Lord when we, when we keep ourselves encouraged and looking upward. Um, there, I like that there's this one song that says, We are not home yet. We're not home yet. We've got to look for our heavenly home. It says, keep on looking ahead. Let the world not forget. We are not home yet. I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that song. It says, we are not home yet. We are not home yet. Keep on looking ahead. Let the world not forget. We are not home yet. So as much as I like living well, and, you know, I, most people do, this is nothing compared to what is ahead. And I think if we can leave a legacy at all, so we need to leave a legacy that that person really was looking for Jesus. That person really wanted Jesus to come. That person was, and I've even heard pastors say, and I'm so disappointed when I heard some pastors say this. And I, one person that was a major voice in ministry, he's not as much anymore, but I interviewed him for a magazine article one time. And I said, why don't you preach any about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, the rapture of the church? And, the heavenly kingdom and the millennial kingdom. He said, oh, that's, we don't want to preach about that because we're just having fun here and this is a great life and a great time to be alive. Yes, it's a great time to be alive, but it's not greater than heaven. I can't tell you. And that man was a, a major ministry voice in the United States. I'm not going to say who it is, but I interviewed him. And he was just adamant about, he, that, was, he did, that was not even on his ministry uh, repertoire at all. He had no intention of ever preaching about that. And that there's people that preach all their life and will never, but won't even touch it. And I, I, I just can't understand that. That is all, that's, the, that's the entire, it's like going to um, a football game and just leaving before the final quarter or going, running a ball in a game and then when you get the one-yard line, just, well, that's enough. I, I, and never going over to, to the end zone or never crossing the finish. It's like this, this is the whole thing. This is the, this, everything we do on this earth is, to me, and what the Bible says, is to prepare us for there. It's not to prepare, it's not to work hard so our kids can get in, in Ivy League colleges or to work hard so we can get this next promotion or we can be the pres- president of this or we can be anything. The, the, the whole entire thing 
The whole thing is just practice for when we get there and have this wonderful heavenly home. We've, so we've led people to Christ. We've looked up to heaven. We've ministered to others. We've showed that we can endure trials and tribulations. We've um, encouraged others day by day and been an exhorter and been a helper. We've been a giver. We've done all of these things so that one day we will hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. To me, that's what the whole thing's about. I mean, it's not getting rewards here, although they're, they're nice. I mean, you get promotions, you get rewards, you get things. But I want to hear those words well done. And I want to hear those words, he left nothing undone, like Joshua. There's a scripture, my husband knows where, where it is, I won't particularly go there, but it says that Joshua left nothing undone because his mentor had an assignment that he didn't finish because the Lord took him home. So he took all of that assignment and took it and finished. He left nothing undone of that assignment that was given to him. He had the testimony. He left nothing undone. I like that testimony. I want to have that testimony. I want to have the testimony I didn't leave with not forgiving people. I didn't leave without witnessing the people. I didn't leave without when I saw somebody in the store that I knew that wasn't born again, that I just kept on walking by and saying, well, I got, I'm late to, to somewhere, so I don't have time to go witness that. But no, I stop and have time. I do. And so um, as far as looking for the Lord, he says, Second uh, Peter 3.13, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Titus 2.11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared, appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and rightly in this present age. 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself his own special people zealous for his good works. And the last scripture, First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, and I love this one. It's my, one of my favorite ones in the whole Bible. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who have fallen asleep or those who are died, dead, that, that are saved, that you be grieved as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord will not perceive those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the trump of God and the voice of the archangel, and, with, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then after that, we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and there will we always be with the Lord. So that should be our final legacy, ladies and gentlemen, not money, not insurance, although we do need to do that too, because I think if we love folks, we should leave some kind of way for them not to suffer financially and, you know, when we're gone. But that is not a real legacy. A real legacy is pointing those people to Jesus, pointing them to, to look for the Lord. The ones that are not saved, do your best. Everybody's not going to listen, but some people will. And the ones that will, that's who God has for you. And the other ones, you just pray for them. Maybe it's there for somebody else to, to lead in. But, do, but don't, never don't try. So those are the three things that I wanted to say in legacy, leaving a legacy, one, encouraging others with good words, positive words, two, showing that we can have a legacy of exuding joy in the midst of difficulty, and three, having a legacy of leading, legacy of looking towards our heavenly home and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your uh, time that we spent together today, and I thank you for this, for listening to this message, and um, just if you have any questions or comments, please send them to Dr. Black, 
and I look forward to sharing with you guys again. You got anything to add there? Anything? No. Okay. So, all right. Thank you. Oh, have a good. Thank you very much. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Pam, for your wonderful message of being mindful of the legacy we leave and ensure the love of Jesus, abiding by his word and encouraging others in his word are part of that legacy. Let us celebrate the message by listening to a praise and worship song and will be followed by the invitation to discipleship. Come to die. 
Amen. Amen. We thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the Internet. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. Remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope. Here are some steps to take on the road to salvation. First, admit you're a sinner. Then, be willing to repent or turn from sin. Believe that Jesus died for you and rose again. And invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from Storm Church or Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. We urge you to also read a daily devotional to get the most inspiration from the Holy Spirit during your Bible reading. Here are some suggestions or devotionals that are free online. First, our own Refuge from Storm newsletter, published weekly. Second, ourdailybread.org. Third, intouch.org. Fourth, gracefox.com. And fifth, pastorrick.org. To have free print devotionals sent to your residence, go to ourdailybread.org or intouch.org. For purchase, both online and in print, we recommend upperroom.org. Thank you. Now let us listen to our closing hymn for today. That will be followed by the final remarks and benediction which our pastor, Reverend Millicent, will offer.
Amen. Amen. Mr. Pamela, thank you so very much for that message that you brought to us on legacy. I unfortunately was not able to hear it. I've been locked out, been trying to get in on both my phone and a computer, and and I've not been able to get in. So I I say that so that it can be recorded that that we're having individual difficulty uh, accessing the the uh, talk show. However, I do uh, understand from Minister Carolyn and from the amens that that I heard at the end of the message that it was definitely one that was inspiring. And so we appreciate you for for being a part of the ministry team and for sharing with us of the gift that God has given to you. I want to encourage you all to uh, join us for prayer in the morning at 7 a.m. with Minister Juanita leading us. Uh, next Wednesday morning, we start again our early morning prayer time at 6.30 Eastern time, 6, uh, 8 p.m. on Wednesday evening is our Bible study starting next week. We're going to be starting in a book entitled Possessing the Gate of Your Enemy. God promised to Abraham that part of his blessing would mean that his seed would possess the gate of their enemy. And so we are the seed of Abraham, and God promised that we would be able to possess the gate of those who have become our enemies. We'll be studying more about that. That's actually about prayer warfare and intercessory prayer uh, written by, by Cindy Jacobs, a wonderful book that takes us deeper into the realm of prayer. Also, on um, we have two monthly meetings coming up next week next on on this coming monday night minister pamela is going to be um no is our ministry team meeting so those of you who are members of the church uh you're welcome to join us for our ministry team meeting when we carry out the business of the church and on tuesday evening our emotional wellness support group comes back and minister pamela is going to be leading us and physical wellness and talking to us about how our physical wellness uh, relates to our emotional wellness. So we, I'm excited about that. We're very happy to have her to agree to come back and be with us. I want to ask that each of you would continue to pray for one another, pray for the church, pray for the mission of the church. Um, I appreciate your prayers for me as I try to lead in the way that I believe God would have me to. Uh, it's not always an easy job to stand, especially when you're in leadership, because you're just a bigger target for the plans of the adversary. However, God promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us, and so we keep going. And it's a privilege that I'm, I'm, I'm on the battlefield with each of you. At the uh, end of the benediction, and the, once the recording has ended, Minister Pamela and possibly uh, Pastor Wilson is going to come and pray with those of you who desire prayer. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this Day, we thank you, Father God, that you have sent us word this afternoon that we want to have a legacy to leave and we should be mindful 
of that. We want how do we want people to remember us? How do we want the life that we've lived to inspire others? How do we want the life that we are living even today, O oh God, to be an example of the grace of God at work in the life of a believer. We pray, God, this day that you will bless each person that is on the call. Bless their families. Lord God, bless all that they set their hands to. Cause it to prosper, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus for health and for healing, O oh God, and for restoration in the lives of those who have come to this service this day, O oh God, as we look to you, O oh God, and unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, God, I pray that as we leave this call, we are so thankful that you promised we would never leave your sight, for your eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth, and they're looking for an opportunity to show themselves strong on behalf of those you are looking for an opportunity, to show yourself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect, Towards you, God, we thank you now that you are able to make the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts to be acceptable in thy sight, for you are our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen.